coming up in this episode. Today, we believe that uh, President Trump is the right president to bring my father home. That's David Levinson. His father, Robert, has been missing for 10 years. He was kidnapped on Kish Island in Iran on March 9th, 2007. In uh, December of 2007, so several months after my father went missing, my mother and my older brother uh, traveled to Iran um, and to Kish Island to retrace my father's steps. Um, they saw his uh, signature on the hotel manifest and they um, saw where he stayed, um, And uh, uh, but unfortunately didn't receive any answers as to what happened to him during that visit. The last proof of life images were six years ago, but David says his father's alive. I 100% believe he's alive, as do the rest of my family and everybody else in this country, including the media and including our government, should believe that as well. Coming up on this edition of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. Target USA is brought to you by TrueCar. In order to feel comfortable that you're getting a fair price, you need pricing context, information that empowers you to feel confident. With TrueCar, you'll see what other people paid in your local market for the car you want. From there, you can connect with a local TrueCar certified dealer and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Using TrueCar, you can easily find the car you want. Once you register, you'll see real pricing on actual inventory. This is competitive pricing offered to you only by a True Car certified dealer for an actual vehicle on their lot. It's pricing you'll see before going to the dealership. True Car users save an average of more than $3,000 off MSRP. More than 3 million cars have been sold to True Car users by the True Car certified dealer network, and there are more than 13,000 True Car certified dealers nationwide. So when you're ready to buy, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Russia could render huge harm to this country. North Korea's secret missile capable of reaching the whole of the United States. Dangerous terrorist. D.C. is repeatedly mentioned as someplace they would like to seek an attack. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA, the National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. Ten years ago, Robert Levinson, a former FBI agent that was working as a contractor for the CIA, disappeared. He last was seen on Kish Island in Iran. His family believes the Iranian government knows where he is and may have had something to do with his disappearance. I've spoken with the Levinson family several times over the 10 years that Robert Levinson has been missing. We spoke with Levinson's son, David, and he brought us up to speed on what they believe is a new road forward in seeking his father's release. David, it's March 9th, 2017. This marks 10 years that your father has been missing. Tell us the story from the beginning. Um, my father disappeared on Kish Island uh, on March 9th, 2007. Um, he was a contractor for the United States government. Um, 
on that day, he we believe he was arrested by Iranian authorities and have has since then been held um, either by Iran or um, uh, elsewhere uh, in the country. But what we do know is um, he was arrested on that day, and um, we do believe that they have the capabilities to find him and send him home. Your father is Robert Levinson, a former FBI agent, and his case has been championed by many people. Your mother and you and the rest of the members of your family have gone through near exhaustive efforts over the decade that your father has been missing to get him back home, but there has been no success with this. Uh, Can you give us a sense, David, of how many times uh, you guys have either gone to the U.S. government for help uh, or beyond the U.S., uh, maybe even to Iran and other places to try to figure this out, uh, but no luck. Uh, give us a sense of, of what the, the trial and error has been like here. Well, in uh, December of 2007, so several months after my father went missing, my mother and my older brother uh, traveled to Iran um, and to Kish Island to retrace my father's steps um, they saw his uh, signature on the hotel manifest, and they um, saw where he stayed, um, and, uh, uh, but unfortunately didn't receive any answers as to what happened to him during that visit. Since then, we have uh, worked with both the State Department, the FBI, and uh, White House administrations across now three presidencies to try to get him home. Um, We've also been in contact and we have met with the Iranian ambassadors to the UN. And in those meetings and, and whenever um, we, we push for my father's case, they stress that it's a government to government issue. Today, we believe that uh, President Trump is the right president to bring my father home. He has the skills and uh, abilities in negotiation that um, would put my father front and center at any discussion. and. We hope that will be, be enough to bring him home. So you believe he's better than, uh, say, a Barack Obama, a, a George W. Bush to do this? Well, for one, we, uh, we have been encouraged by what um, President Trump has said on, on the campaign trail in the past year about my father's case. He said he believes that Iran knows exactly where my father is, which we agree with. And uh, President Trump has said he's, quote, going to get to the bottom of it. Um, these are encouraging signs for my family. And on, on top of that, um, we, we believe that uh, his assertive and uh, negotiating style are, are fine-tuned for this uh, type of situation. And we believe that President Trump can take a stand early on and, and put my father front and center of any discussion and say uh, that this is going to be the topic and um, we are not going to move forward until Bob Levinson is back home with his family. Have you had any opportunity since uh, Mr. Trump has been president to engage on this issue? We've met with administration officials, but have not yet met with President Trump. Um, That is certainly something we hope to be able to achieve um, uh, in the immediate future. But we also um, hope that he will prioritize this case in this situation to bring my father back. Now, when you met with the officials, did you bring up or did you discuss all of the efforts that you have put in place over the years with the FBI, with previous administrations, and what was the response? Uh, the Iranian officials? I'm sorry, can you clarify? 
Yeah. When you met with the uh, Trump officials regarding your father's situation, did you bring up the, the fact that you had met with uh, U.S. officials before? You've been working with the FBI before, uh, but there's been no luck. And what was their response? We did meet with uh, officials from the administration and shared the story of my father. And they um, have shared that they believe that he's alive um, and that they're going to pursue the case. Um, and again, we were encouraged by that. We we feel, quite frankly, that uh, the past two administrations have not been uh, assertive enough with the Iranian government um, enough to bring my father home. Um, and that's why, again, we, we do believe that President Trump has the skills and the abilities to resolve this case quickly and efficiently. Why do you believe your father wasn't among the group of Americans that was released by Iran some time ago? Um, I honestly I don't know. That, that question is more of a government-to-government question. But what I do know is um, he should have been. Um, and again, this is why we, we feel like a strong negotiator, ne- negotiator at the table could make a difference for our family. So as a son, tell me how you feel today uh, 10 years, your father's been missing from your life. Give me a sense of how you feel as a son today. Um, it's, it's, and it's unbelievable that we're, we're still facing this, this nightmare every day. Um, 10 years ago, I was 19 years old and a sophomore in college. Um, today, I'm, I'm 29. I, I'm married and I have uh, my wife and I are expecting our first child one month from now. Um, it's, it's surreal to, to still be uh, petitioning for this to be a priority for our government and for this to be resolved um, by the Iranian government as well. Um, above all else, I want my father to, to meet my wife, who he's never met. I want him to meet his uh, next grandchild. He's already missed the birth of, of, of three of them. Um, he's missed walking down uh, my sisters, uh, the, uh, walking my sisters down the aisle, and he's missed uh, my wedding as well. Um, amongst other things, he's missed birthdays and graduations and uh, so many big life events. And it's just, it's unreal that we continue to have to campaign to try to bring him back. This this really should be resolved um, and, and he should be back home with us. You know, I've spoken with your mother on numerous occasions in the 10 years since your father has been missing and she has always been just as passionate, much more so than anybody about the fact that he is alive. There has been some proof of life, but uh, I don't think there's been any in a while. When was the last time you got some proof of life and what was it? In 2010, um, I believe it was November or December of that year, we received the video of him in the hostage situation. In 2011, I believe it was April, we received photos of him in the orange jumpsuit um, that uh, that are on the internet now. Um, Since then, we have not heard anything. However, before that time, before that video came out, um, for the three or four years in between the time he went missing and uh, those first proofs of life, a lot of people had mentioned to us that they thought he had died, um, that our family should move on, um, that we were wasting our time. But my father proved how resilient he was, and he'll prove it again. Um, To anyone who doubts whether or not he's alive, I would say to those people that you don't know my father, Um, He has the strength, he has the resiliency, and he has the determination to get home. On top of that, he has many, many things, as I mentioned, uh, to live for. Um, He has a loving family that he's desperate to get back to. 
And then on just on one final note, um, one of the things that my father always mentioned to me in, in his many words of wisdom was that when you find yourself in a difficult situation in an unfamiliar area, you make a routine and you stick to that routine. And before you know it, you will become comfortable and you'll be able to accomplish anything because you are uh, familiarized with your surroundings and you can get through it. And that is what I believe has happened to him. I believe that he has figured out how to survive in this situation and he is just waiting and waiting and waiting for us to resolve this so that he can come home. I 100% believe he's alive as do the rest of my family and everybody else in this country, including the media and including our government should believe that as well. David, your father has uh, a chronic disease uh, and had some health issues. What, what, what were those issues and, and, and how, if he has those issues, do you think he's been able to survive? So he has suffered from uh, high blood pressure. Um, he's taken medicine for that. He also had type 2 diabetes. Um, what, what we think is um, ironic is that uh, we've actually been um, told uh, by, by people familiar with um, uh, what he would be exposed to in captivity that this this limited diet that he has might actually help resolve some of those health concerns or uh, make it a little bit easier for him to deal with. That's not to say he's going to be in perfect health, but we do believe that uh, if he made it through those first few years, if we received that video and that proof of life and those photos um, of him looking reasonably healthy, he can get through several more. And you say a limited diet. Do you have any idea what's in that diet? Oh, I, I do not. Okay, why do you think it's a limited diet? Because of the conversations you've had with other people in the similar situations? That's exactly right. Okay. So um, as you look at this particular situation uh, and this, the scenario that you're facing moving forward, trying to figure out how much progress is going to be made with the Trump team and the Iranian government, um, is there anything that you've heard from other sources since then? Because in the past, a couple of times, your mother has mentioned that she actually had been contacted sometime early on by some folks. She was, wasn't sure who it was, but was, you know, was, 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 in, was instructed not to act or to talk about it. Have there been any third party or other party communications with you all? No, we have not been communicated with anyone um, uh, since, uh, since those, hot, those photos and the, the video came out. Um, in support of our, our uh, efforts to get my dad home, we reached out to the United Nations um, Working Group on Arbitrary Detention, and they actually took on the case and uh, delivered a, a uh, verdict uh, a couple of months ago that, that um, stated that they believed that my father was arrested by Iranian authorities without any legal grounds, and they called on the Iranian government to release him immediately. Um, so basically, they believe what we believe, that Iran knows where my father is and must send him back home to us. And I should add that the UN, in making that decision, is being far more aggressive by demanding his release than our own government has been in, in the past 10 years. Do you believe your father is inside Iran or outside? Um, to be honest, I don't, don't know. Um, but I do not think that that's, that's relevant. I think what happened was he, he was taken on Iranian soil. So regardless of whether or not he's in Iran or outside of Iran, Iran has the obligation and the duty to find out what has happened to him, where he is, and um, send him home to us. We believe that they know exactly where he is. 
Yeah, no, I didn't mean to insinuate that, you know, you guys are wrong in pursuing Iran on this. I was just wondering if perhaps Iran did it. And then, you know, as is, as is the case oftentimes in scenarios that terrorists and criminal gangs get involved in, they move hostages around and they actually sell them. Uh, so that was the reason I asked that particular question. But um, do you, moving forward, have any plans to revisit going there again, try to go there again? I would say that anything is on the table. Um, I think r regardless of what happens in the next uh, couple of weeks or months, um, we are going to continue working on his case until he's home. Um, and that could take another uh, couple of months or a couple of years. But regardless, we're not going to stop and we're not going to um, to give up our, our, our um, resolve on this and we'll make sure he returns home. And final thing, your message for the FBI, for U.S. authorities, the U.S. government in terms of getting your father back. Um, we, I mean, we know that there are people on the front lines um, within the State Department, the FBI, who have worked on this case from day one. Um, but I think even they would agree that it's not enough until he's home. Um, my message for them is to not give up and to, to continue to work on this. Um, assume he is alive. Um, he is. And, um, I, you know, I thank everybody and I know my family thanks everyone who has worked on this case. But more must be done and he can't this can't go away. He has to be prioritized and he has to be brought home. Anything else you want to add? No, I think I think that's thank you for a really comprehensive interview. David, it's always a pleasure, and as I've mentioned to you before, I'm sad that it's under these circumstances, but I do thank you for taking time, you and your family, down through these 10 years to talk to us about your father, Robert Levinson, who's been missing, uh, we believe, uh, at the hands of Iran uh, for 10 years. And it's a sad thing, but um, we are watching this, and we will continue to watch it. So thank you for spending some time with us. Thank you so much, JJ. That interview took place on March 9th, 2017, but today, March 22nd, there's a new development. The Levinson family has filed a lawsuit against Iran, charging that they've engaged in hostage-taking and torture. Coming up in the next episode of Target USA. There are no real boundaries in cyberspace, but at the same time, when you talk about uh, dealing with cybercrime, uh, promoting cybersecurity, you're still governed by domestic laws. And you're still governed by a situation where law enforcement authorities <clears throat> can actually only act within their country. And if they want to act in another country, they have to do it through the authorities of the other country. Alexander Seeger is the head of the Cybercrime Division at the Council of Europe in Strasbourg, France. He's going to talk to us about the difficulty in investigating cybercrime and why urgent changes need to be made to keep up with cyber criminals. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. Here's an interesting fact for you. There are nearly one million new books published in the U.S. alone every year. So if you like to read, how do you choose what you're going to read? 
Well, that's where Fully Booked by Kirkus Reviews comes in. You see, Kirkus has been one of the top book review publications for over 80 years. They do a deep dive on thousands of titles every year, including interviewing best-selling authors and telling you what might be the hot new release before everyone else knows. And it's coming to Podcast One in just a few weeks. So keep your eyes and ears open for Fully Booked by Kirkus Reviews. 